met. Amen? The Bible says we are not of those who draw back. We're the ones who believe to the saving of the soul. So you've got to have some stubborn faith. Amen? It's the only way you're going to get anything done in the kingdom of God is stubborn faith. And so we appreciate him and his family and his ministry. And um, I know you all were blessed by that. All right, let's get into the word tonight. I want you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 12, please. Luke 12. Luke 12. <clears throat> and um, we'll read verse 29 through 32. Luke 12, we'll read 29 through 32. Just to give a point of reference, a frame of reference here. You got it? All right, let's read that together. We're reading from the New King James Version, so if you don't have that, it's on the screen in front of you. Let's read together. Ready, read. And do not seek what you should eat or drink, or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you need these things. Your Father knows. That you need these. Your father knows you need clothes. He knows it. Good clothes. Good clothes. Quality clothes. Quality clothes. Not the kind of clothes that's going to wear out every three months. No. He knows you need good clothes. Some of us need custom clothes. I heard, I heard you back there, Gigi. Tailor-made clothes. Y'all better say something. See, you're thinking about what you can afford. I'm talking about your father knows you have needed these things. Teach something tonight here. I want you to grab all of this. So your father knows you have need of all these things. You need these things. Verse 31, let's go. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you, not purchased by you. Now it's okay to purchase, but you gotta let him provide the funds. God wants you to live way beyond your paycheck, way beyond your SSI. Way beyond your disability, way beyond your pension, way beyond your 401k, way beyond your child support and your, what's they call that thing that when you marry, you divorce, what's that? Alimony. Way beyond that. That ain't enough. Glory to God. He says, if you seek the kingdom of God, he says, all of these things shall be Add it to you. Verse 32, please. Verse 32. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to talk tonight. I want to focus uh, around verse 31, which says, But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. But seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. I want to talk from this simple subject. This is what the Lord gave to me about two, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, divine supply. It's very simple. Just say that. Say divine supply. Divine supply. Say it again. Divine supply. Divine supply. Tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. neighbor. God, wants God wants you and me, and me to, live to live on divine supply. Divine supply. Not your check. Not, your check. Not what you can do. But what he can do, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Divine supply. Glory to God. All right? All right? All right. 
Glory to God. Father, thank you that we have hearts to perceive, ears to hear, eyes to see. The things that you will reveal to us tonight, thank you that, Father, that some things will be revelations, some things will just be reminders. But we know that, God, as your Holy Ghost, as you breathe on this word, it becomes alive, fresh, and rhema to every hearer. God, we vow to not be hearers only, but doers of the word. You said if we do that, we'll be blessed in all that we do. So we receive the word with thanksgiving. Let it do in us what you sent it to do, we pray. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. And amen. All right. All right. We got a little bit of time tonight. We'll try to get this in. Glory to God. Divine supply. So, you know, I, I have my times in the mornings where I pray and spend the time with the Lord. And uh, when I do that, I'm not praying or studying the word of God to get a message. That's, that's the wrong approach for anybody. Any minister who's studying to get a message, I believe, is, is failing uh, in his understanding of his, uh, his task. Because what a minister, a prophet, does, God said, is what you hear in the dark, you speak in the light. And so when you spend time personally with God for yourself, he tells you stuff. Over in the book of Psalm, number 25, he talks about uh, the one man who fears him. God says, I'll, I'll tell, him some, tell him some secrets. And so the more you and I spend time with the Lord, uh, he reveals more of his secrets to us. Uh, in Mark 4, 11, in Matthew uh, 4, or Matthew 13, 11, uh, Jesus says something. It's, it's, it's recorded twice, but he says, it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That word mysteries, in reality, is, is secrets. So there are secrets of the kingdom of God or secrets on how the kingdom of God operates. When you read Matthew 13, when you read Mark 4, uh, those couple uh, passages there, it's talking over and over about how the kingdom operates. You'll see things, verses that say something like, the kingdom of God is as if, or Matthew, Matthew would say the kingdom, kingdom of heaven is as if. Okay, And so when it says as if, in other words, he's saying this is how the kingdom operates. So you and I are in the kingdom of God. One of the scriptures that the children learned last week, the youth learned last week in our uh, powerful uh, youth conference, uh, wasn't that powerful, <laughs> was, was Colossians 1 and 13 where the Bible says that God has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed or translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So you and I are no longer under the power of darkness. And that's good because darkness uh, is powerful. I heard Pastor Kim say that not last Wednesday night. And, and darkness, uh, is, darkness is, is a, uh, is a um, an absence of light. That's what darkness is. Darkness is an absence of light. So where there is darkness, there is no light. Yet your, the Bible says in God, in him, there is no darkness at all. The Bible said, said in fact, he's an, an unapproachable light. Got it? So in him is light. In him is everything. So we're in a kingdom of light. Light typifies revelation. So we get revelation from God all the time. What's being revealed? His hidden things, his secrets. 
In other words, the point I want to get across to you is that God wants you to know how everything operates. In John 15, Jesus tells the disciples one time, he says, hey, I don't, I, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. He says, because a servant doesn't know what his master's doing. In other words, he says, I tell you everything. I want, remember I taught on that, uh, we were talking about knowing his ways. In, in the church, we, we, we've been saying for many years, God works in mysterious ways as wonders to perform. In other words, people have been saying you can't know God's ways. And yet God said, he said he made his ways known to Moses. So God will make his ways known to us. Just how he operates. Glory to God. And so I can know that. And the more I know, the Bible says the secret things belong to God, but the things that are revealed belong to man. Deuteronomy states that. The secret things belong to God, but the things that are revealed belong. You got to catch that, ladies and gentlemen. The secret things belong to God, but the things that are revealed belong to me. I said again, the secret things belong to God. There are some things that he maintains. There are some things that we will understand it better by and by. But what he has revealed belongs to me. So revelation belongs to me. Revelation knowledge belongs to me. And once I have it, I own it, I can use it. Y'all just let me ease into this. I'm trying to just ease into this here. I know where I'm going tonight. So, revelation knowledge is for me to use. Okay? So, the, the things that are revealed belong to us. Everybody say, the things that are revealed belong to me. Are y'all catching that? They belong to me. There are things that belong to you. They've been revealed. See, once, oh man, once Jesus came and revealed Father God. That's what he did. He revealed Father God. Remember, uh, uh, I think it was Philip was asking him, how, how can we know the Father? Ta-da! If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we learn the character of God. We, we, we could read about it from the Old Testament. The people could, could, could experience it through his prophets, but he himself revealed himself through Jesus. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the express image of God. That word express, that word image literally means the character. It's like an imprint. It's, 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 you all last week, y'all stamped some things in some rings. He, he's, Jesus Christ is the express image. He's God stamped in flesh. Well, that's the case, but also you and I have God's image stamped on us. I'm going to show you tonight that you and I are partakers of his divine nature. So whatever we see Jesus do, that's why he said, what, I, what you've seen me do, the things that I do, you can do greater because I go to my father. Why? Because once I revealed it, it's yours. So when he came to the earth, praise God. When he came to the earth, we, all we got to do is see what he did, how he operated. So did Jesus Christ ever have a financial deficit? No. 
No. There's never a time in his life he had a financial deficit. Never a time he had a financial issue. Never. Never. Now that was revealed. Once it's revealed. And he showed us how to operate. You read John 6 and he's there. He's been preaching to 5,000 men plus women and children. And he says, These, they've been with me for all this time. They, this is a, a deserted place. And the disciples said, send them away that they may go and find something to eat. He said, no, don't send them away. You feed them. How are we going to feed them? He said, he said, how much do you have? Now, the Bible said he asked this, he himself knowing what he would do. He knew what he would do. So they're all frantic worried. How are we going to do this? How are we going to feed? We ain't got enough to feed us for right now. But he knew what he would do. See, he's about to reveal that he's operating in a divine supply. And once it's revealed, it belongs to me. The hidden things belong to God. The secret things belong to God. But those things that are revealed belong to us. Uh, I need to get that scripture because I want you to, did anybody look that up? Did y'all look it up media? Um, it's in Deuteronomy uh, something. Uh, the things that belong, I know y'all can search it, right? Y'all can search. Things that are secret belong because there's another part I want to add to this. Another part I'm leaving off. I want you to see this with your eyes because it's going to tell us about a generational uh, supply. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, there it is. The secret things, this is Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. That's the part I wanted you to see. So the things that are revealed, once they're revealed, they belong to us and to our children forever. So your children will never have a financial deficit. <laughs> I'm prophesying over you and your children. Your children will never have a financial deficit. Forever. No, no. Can, can, I, can I show you something interesting about that? Can I show you something interesting about that? Over here, can I show y'all something interesting about that? Y'all listening? All right, now he says, he says the secret things belong to who? To God. The things that are revealed belong to us and how long? Why? What? Why? He said that we may do? Wait a minute, he's saying... He said, I'm going, I'm going to reveal things so now you can do. In other words, I don't want you trying to do without revelation. That's toil. Some of y'all, if you were here this morning, we hit on this thing this morning in morning, morning meditation. You're trying to do it without revelation. And that's why it's so hard. 
It's so hard. Here's why it's so hard. Because you can't do it till it's been revealed. Oh, glory to God. So once, once, once divine healing, health, and life is revealed, now I can do it. Once divine supply is revealed, now I can do it. Now I'm not trying to go obtain it. I, I just do it. I can just, I can just do health. I can just do prosperity. Because something's been revealed to me. <laughs> Y'all got this here. And to my children. Forever. Y'all got it? Okay, so Jesus Christ came to the earth and he, he very, very first thing you see him doing, uh, uh, the first miracle that, that the Bible says he was recorded was uh, when he was in John 2, went to a wedding. And they had run out of wine. This Bible says in John 2, they, the mother came to him and said, uh, they have no wine, but I, I like to put, I like to cross out wine and put a blank because it's whatever you miss it. He says, they have no. They have no place to stay. I'll come over here. They, they have no reliable car. You put in whatever you want. Just like if any man like wisdom, you can cross out wisdom. Just any man like wisdom, you can cross whatever you, if any man lack anything. Now you need wisdom, don't get me wrong. But the, the principle applies to anything. So he, she said to him, they have no. Jesus said, what it got to do with me? My time is not yet. But there was something that had already been revealed in her heart. And she said, it's time for you to be revealed, son. She said, whatever he says unto you, do it. John 2, verse 5, right? And of course, they brought the water to him as he asked. And he took the water, turned it into wine, and it became the best wine they had ever tasted. Divine supply. No, nobody got saved. No demons cast it out. It was just a, a miracle of divine supply. And the Bible marks that as a sign. The Bible said this was his first sign. What, what is a sign? Barbara, mommy, tell me what a sign does. Points to God. So this sign was Jesus Christ revealing God. You mean God's concerned about that? Jesus just revealed God. Oh, we ought to be thinking about that. Just, just be saved and make it to heaven. No, 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 no. Jesus didn't save anybody in John 2, verse 5. He didn't say, well, we're going we to have a prayer meeting first. We need to see if all y'all saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost, filled, fire baptized, running for your life first. He didn't say that. He said, bring me some water. I can, I can handle this. Another early miracle that was recorded in Jesus' ministry was in Luke chapter 5 when he goes, goes down to the sea and there are some men and they had been fishing all night, toiling. The Bible says toiling all night and they had caught nothing. He didn't save anybody. He didn't, he didn't cast out any devils. He preached faith 
on their boat. Peter, can I use your boat? Yes, sir, huh? Use the boat. When, he, when Peter let him use the boat, once Jesus was finished preaching, he said, I got something for you. Yes, <laughs> I got something for you. He didn't say, I impart to you the gift of tongues and interpretation. I got something for you. For you and your children. Because when that miracle supply of fish came in, there was enough fish such that these, Peter, James, John, all those men could leave their whole fishing business for three and a half years and not even think about it. Lump sum anointing. Divine supply. Jesus is revealing Father God to us. And once the thing has been revealed, it belongs to me. Got it? All right, now, I want to show you something here. Uh, go to Romans 8.32. Let me, let, me, let me try to breeze through this here. Romans 8.32, because you and I, glory to God, we've been given this uh, 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 salvation package. Everybody say salvation package. Romans chapter 8, verse 32 talks about this. says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us what? All what? All what? Everybody say things. Say it again, things. Now you can say it like we say it on back of my street, things. All things. Whatever thing you need. Everything. Y'all know about that. So he'll give you freely all things. Things. How many of y'all need things? How many of y'all like things? Things is in the Bible. And you and I don't ever have to go after things. He says he shall not, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So if you and I can freely receive all things, we have no business going after things. We have no business even being worried about things. Because he told us that the things come with. In other words, the moment you and I got born again, a, a full package, a full spectrum of things was released into our lives. So I don't get, watch this, this is important, listen to this. I don't get saved on, at, on, on Wednesday and then have to get healed uh, two years from now. It came with. I don't get saved on Wednesday and then try to get rich three years from now. It came with. It's a combo plate. It's a, a combination platter. You understand here? I'm saved, I'm healed, and I'm made rich all in one shot. Now, you got to understand, how, how do I know? Because those were the three areas that were affected when Adam sinned. When Adam and Eve sinned, they, they, they lost their spiritual connection. They lost their uh, divine life. That, remember, they both began to die. And then they lost their provision. They were now kicked out of the garden where they had unlimited supply. Now they had to go work for a living. But when the last Adam came, he restored all that 
So just like they lost everything at one time, we gained everything at one time. Got it? At one time. Everybody say at one time. So how many of y'all are already saved? Say I'm already saved. Say I'm already saved. All right, if I'm already saved, then I'm already healed. Say I'm already healed. If you're already healed, say that I'm already rich. I'm already because it's, it's, one, it's one package. Well, how come? Okay, Pastor, I believe I'm saved. Okay, but how come my healing hadn't manifest? But because, because when you read Philippians 2, give me Philippians 2 and uh, verse uh, 12, I believe it is. Philippians 2 verse, verse 12. Glory to God. Glory to God. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more my absence, what you got to do? Work out. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So you receive salvation. It's in you. Now you got to work it out. That's why the moment you get saved, you don't, you don't, you don't walk perfectly. You don't, you know, you might have took you, might take you a little while to stop cussing. I'll come over here. Might have taken you a little while to stop smoking. Might have took you a little while to stop whatever you, you know, whatever it was. Whatever, whatever weight and sin that was so easily besetting you might have, might have taken you a while. Some of y'all still be working on it, right? Come on. I better come back over here. All right? Because, because we're working this out. But I'm just as saved as I, as I can be. So, if that's the case with my salvation and it's all one package, then I have to work out my healing with fear and trembling. How you doing? The same way I'm working out my salvation. I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining a good confession. I'm standing, I'm, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. I'm forgiven, perfectly forgiven. That's how I'm working out my salvation. Glory to God. I'm accessing the grace of God to maintain strength, to stand against sin. So the same thing with healing, healing and health, divine health, I'm working my, my healing and health out the same way. With fear and trembling. I am the righteousness of God. I am the seed of Abraham. Healing is the children's bread. I stand with my covenant right of healing. I'm a tither. I'm a sower. I'm a giver. I, 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 healing belongs to me. I am healed. He says, let the weak say I'm strong. So I got to say I am healed. No, I'm sick. No, 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 no. What? How many of you, if you, if you, if you erred, E-R-R-E-D, and got in, in sin, would you start going around saying, I'm a sinner? No. You wouldn't do that. Right? Because he already told you that if you sin... You have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He said, if you just simply confess your sin to him, he is faithful and just to forgive you for sin and cleanse from all unrighteousness. So why can't I do the same thing with sickness and disease? So I don't walk around talking about I'm sick. I'm so sick. I'm so sick. No, I'm the healed. I'm the healed. I'm the healed. And my body is programmed to respond to what I speak. My whole life is voice activated. So if it works for salvation and it works for healing, then it also works for my finances. 
Not I'm so broke. I'm broken and cool to brown. Shut up that foolishness. I'm rich. I'm divine and supplied all my needs are met. I'm out of debt. I got plenty more to put in store. I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Well, it sounded crazy. You said you were saved the moment you got saved because you know you was a, a low-down, rotten, low-down, dirty dog one minute and got saved the next minute. You didn't get saved when you were good. You got saved when you were evil. And yet he told you that when you get saved, he didn't say confess that you're a sinner. He said confess Jesus is Lord. Confess he's Lord? Yeah, that's how sinner gets saved. Confess he's Lord. You, you speaking something that you're going to bring into your existence. Romans 10.10, 10, with, with the heart man believes unto, and with the mouth man, man confesses unto. That's how you get saved, healed, and delivered, and how you get rich. Got it? Or how you bring it out. Got it? All right. So divine supply. Okay, it's a package. Now, I want to go over to, uh, say, give, give me Romans 8.32 again, but can you give it to me in the, in the Passion Translation, please? The Passion Translation. Romans 8.32, Passion Translation. It says, for God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. He has a lot to give. He's got the whole world in his hands. Well, he wants to give it. He wants to give it. The promise to Abraham was that he'd be the heir of the world. All right, now, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1, please. 2 Peter 1, verse 1 through 4. 2 Peter 1, verse 1 through 4. Y'all doing all right, class? Okay, 2 Peter 1, verse 1 through 4. Uh, write it down. If you don't have it, let's look at it on, on the screen here. 2 Peter 1, verse 1 through 4. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained what? Life, Is that anybody here? So this is to you. This is to you. How do we obtain like precious faith? It was given to us. A measure of faith was given to us, all right? So we've obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of, God, of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Verse 2. Grace and peace. That's grace is God's ability to give and his favor. And peace is his prosperity. So all this be multiplied to you in the knowledge of, our, of God and of Jesus our Lord. So the more you know God and Jesus, the more grace and peace are multiplied. It's already given to you. It's already there, but the more you know him, remember the things that are secret belong to God, but the things that are revealed. So the more time you spend with him, the more things are revealed, the more this grace and peace is multiplied in your life. Glory to God. Verse 3, please. Verse 3. As his divine power has given to us all things... All things that pertain to what? Life. To life and godliness 
Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Give me, um, well, let's stay there. Give me verse 4, and I'll come back. I'm going to come back to verse 3. By which have been given to us, what? Exceedingly great and that through these you may be what? Partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Okay, now, how many of y'all have read this before? You got a pretty good grasp of what it means? Okay, now let's check it. So, by which have been given to us what again? Exceedingly great and precious promise. So we have those, right? And it says that through these, through these what? Exceedingly great and precious promises, we may be partakers of the divine nature. Now let's hold up a second. Because you and I, I know me, have been always thinking, and we're correcting this, that the moment we get born again, we are partakers of God's divine nature. Right? In other words, we're, we're, we're his offspring. Acts 17, around 25, 27, somewhere in there. We are God's offspring. We're born of his spirit. So we, we have his divine nature. But this says something to us. Let's look back at it. It said that through these, through these promises, we may be partakers of this divine nature. It says so he gives you promises so you can be partaker. So he's talking about being more than being born again. And he's talking about more than just having God likeness. Because you need a promise to be God-like. He made you God-like. He says through these promises, you can partake of the divine nature. Great promises. Precious promises that through these, you can partake of. Are you catching this? I'm already made in the image of God when I get born again. But he said, through these promises, I now partake of divine nature. So he's going beyond your composite. He's going beyond your composition. He's going beyond your, your new divine makeup. I have divine DNA. He's talking about, so now you, catch this, you ready? Divine nature. Now you can live the way God lives. Not just holy. Because he said he's given us in verse 3, we're going to go back to it, everything we need for life and godliness. So godliness is, is, is now um, our, our inner ability because we are born of the word of God, born of the spirit of God. We can be godly. But he says he's given us all things that pertain to life. So through these promises, if you and I receive and walk in the promises, we partake of his divine nature. In other words, you and I, one day I'm sitting there and I'm praying. This has been, this is uh, last year one time. And I'm praying and, and I'm praying about, you know, how, you, how we live and all kind of stuff. And God said, if I were there, how would I live? He said to me, he said, if I were there, how would I live? I thought you'd be living better than this. 
Y'all done catch that. If, if God were, on the, were physically on this planet, if Jesus Christ were physically on this planet, how would he drive? Now, I want to hear none of y'all Dotson people. He's going to be driving old beat-up Dotson. Shut up. Y'all excuse my... I don't, I don't want to hear that. Jesus Christ would not be on this earth driving no Dotson. Y'all don't even want me to venture into what he'd be driving. Well, how you know? Well, let's check out how he was living. Let's check out the fact that when he said, I need transportation, what he went for. He said, go find me that donkey that no man's backside ever been on. And when, when it's time to pay, just tell him the master has need of it. What you doing? The master has need. Master need. He said, need, need. I, I need it. He said, I need a new donkey. He just made a new car a need. Your father knows you need these things. So don't tell me about Jesus Christ being poor and he being all humble and all that kind of stuff. He could have he ridden in town on a old, he could have found some broke down mule with a kickstand on it. He could have he done that. He could have walked the dusty roads. But he said, no, I'm coming in as a king. I need, I need to upgrade my transportation. How would he have lived? Well, we know how he lived. He grew up in Nazareth. But when, it, when, but when he grew up, he moved to Capernaum. Nazareth was the hood. Capernaum was the burbs. Right? You look up the word, the word Capernaum, it means seaside village of comfort. That's what the, the name literally means, seaside village of comfort. He moved to the water. Well, how do you know it's a nice neighborhood? Because one time he was talking, he had been invited to a wedding feast. I'm just going to teach you. He's at a wedding feast, and he's sitting there, and he talks to the man who invited him to the wedding feast. He said, listen, uh, Mr. Uh, man, he said, when you throw a wedding feast, don't invite your rich neighbors. Your, your Bible says, the Bible says, he said to the man who invited him, that's what the Bible says specifically. He said to the man who invited him, he said, don't invite your rich neighbors. Don't do what you did this time. Y'all, you'll get it by next week. He said, don't invite your rich neighbors. He said, invite the poor and the man and the lame and so forth. Because he said, all your rich neighbors, we can pay you back. See, if Jesus Christ was poor, he would have committed a man. That's good. You invited the poor people. He wasn't poor. He said you invited your rich neighbors, which included him. Hey, once it's revealed, belongs to you and your children forever. So new donkey belongs to you and your children forever. Seaside Village of Comfort, the best living belongs to you and your children forever. Well, how am I going to get it? I'm going to show you. It's divine supply. 
God's divine supply. Uh, yeah, thank you. They found it. He said also to him who invited him. Don't, when you give a dinner supper, don't ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor rich neighbors. Lest they also invite you back. Got it? All right. Now go back to 2 Peter. I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want to leave that. 2 Peter 1, verse 3. Give me that, please, verse 3 and 4 in the Passion Translation. So I want you to see something. This is going to help you, uh, everybody from the back row to the front row. Everything we could ever need for life. Stop. Clear the screen. Clear the screen. Everything we could ever need for life. Huh? What, there's some things you need for life. I just need to be saved. No, you need more than be saved when you walk in public. Duke Energy need more than your tongue's interpretation. Come on now, when your children need shoes on their feet, you need more, much more than prophetic utterance. I mean, we love those things. I love those things. I thank God for every one of those things because we flow in that. But he said, I'm giving you everything you need for life. Okay, put it back on the screen, please. Watch this. He said, watch this, watch this. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Same verse, same verse. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness. So, so watch this. Life and godliness. You can have things and still be godly. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Glory to God. And how do we know it? Because it says he's the one giving it. If he knew things were going to stop you from being godly, he wouldn't give you things. God's a wise God. He wouldn't give you things if he knew things were going to keep you from, from being godly. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness. Now, this is what I want you to catch. Are you ready for this? Can you read? Everything we need, we could ever need, ever need. I like that. Could ever need. Could ever need. God knows how many children you're going to have. Everything. He knows his every need. Has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Bam. So everything you could ever need for life. And godliness has been, you know what a deposit is. Y'all know what a deposit is. You go to the bank, you deposit your money in the bank so that when you need it, you can get it. 
Just like right now, the reason we're able to drive cars is because they're going into the, into the ground and getting the, the deposits of oil. It's, it's in there for later use. That's why you deposit money in the bank, to use it later. So everything you could ever, you will ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in you. My goodness, my goodness. Are y'all catching this here? For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Verse 4, please, verse 4. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. Uh, in the Greek, is the word koinonos. Koinonos. That's, that's this particular to partake. It's a verb, the verb form of this. Koinonos is, is to, to be a partner with God's divine nature. Now, uh, how many of y'all know uh, Jeff Bezos? Oh, know of him. Jeff Bezos is the founder and owner of Amazon. On record, the wealthiest man on this planet. What if you were a partner? What if you were a partner with Mr. Dimmitt? Right? See, he just said we're partners with God. This, we're partners with God. Bump Jeff Bezos. Bump Mr. Demet. We're talking about partners with God. Who the cattle of a thousand hills belong to him. He created all of them. So through these promises we partake of, we are partners in his divine nature, by which we have escaped the, the corrupt desires that are in the world. Uh, I don't like that part of that translation. I, I like rather what, how the King James, the new King James put it, puts it when it says, we, we escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. When you read that word corruption, it's the, it's, uh, it means depravity. So there's a depravity that's in the world through lust. It wasn't your lust. The depravity came in by Eve and Adam's lust. Is that right? That's how depravity came in the world. Before Adam and Eve sinned, specifically before Adam sinned, because it's his fault. Yes, absolutely, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. The, the, the Bible says Eve was deceived. Adam was not deceived. Adam knowingly did it. Eve was deceived. So you got, you got to cut her a break. Adam, he blew it. And the moment he blew it, it allowed depravity or corruption to come into the world. That's why sin is rampant. That's why uh, sickness and disease is rampant. And death. 
And that's why uh, poverty, lack in poverty, hunger, starvation, that's why it's in the world. It's depravity. Come from that, through lust. Not through your lust. Corruption didn't come in the world through your lust. It came through his lust. But it says you and I escape it. We escape it. So we escape the depravity of sin. We escape the depravity of sickness, disease, and death. We escape the depravity of lack, poverty, and all those. We escaped it. Got it? All right, now. Okay. So go back, please, to verse 3. Let's, let's, let's hone on this one more time, and then we'll move on. Because we only have a few more minutes left, I believe. Everything we could ever need, Sister Anita. Everything. Everything, girl. God knew what was going to happen this year. He got that. Everything. Everything. Y'all catching me? None of, your, none of your situations surprise God. Glory to God. But everything you could ever need for life, wherever you live, no matter how long you live, if you live to be 80, or if you live to be 180, everything you need. People worried about their retirement running out. They worried about their pension running out. They worried about Social Security running out. You in the wrong system. You in the wrong system. You worry about the wrong thing. What you need to do is get over here on this system over here because everything you need for life, no matter how long you live. Everybody, we scared of outliving our retirement. You can't outlive God's provision. <laughs> you can't do it. You read Isaiah 4 to 6 when you get a chance, and God talks about how from, from birth until old age, I carry you. Glory to God. So everything we could ever need for life and godliness has Watch this. Already been deposited in us. So where is everything you need? Where is it again? Y'all don't sound sure about it. I'm just going by what the Bible's saying. Now I'm not. You don't need my opinion. I don't need your opinion. Tell me what the Bible says. Well, I, ain't, I don't feel that. I ain't seen it. I don't care about what you feel or what you see. I'm talking about what the Bible says. His word is truth. You know the truth and the truth will make you free. So the truth is that everything you could ever need is inside you. So we're not supposed to be going out to get it. We're supposed to be going in to bring it out. Yeah, that's good. I'm going in. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. Okay, Luke 12. A bank is known by how deep its depository is. That's how, that's how you determine how strong a bank is, is by how much are in its how much is in its depository. A little small bank might have, you know, uh, $120 million, something like that, in its depository. That's a little small bank. 
But major banks, they have billions and billions of dollars in their depositories. Well, I, I don't know if I have that much. I don't know how much I have. I don't know how much you have. I just know it's everything you need. It's, I just know it's everything you need. And it's insured. Back by God. Glory to God. That's why the Bible says, you know, in the bank, they, they, have, they have something called, what they, what they call those big things? I, I'm calling it a safe. Vault. That's the word, a vault. You ever, you ever been in one of them vaults? See them big vaults? I've been in one of them vaults, man. That's them big old doors. Ooh-wee. Don't close that thing behind me. What is the purpose of the vault? It's to protect what's in. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart with all diligence. Come on, help me out this. Guard what's in there for out of it. Matthew 12, 34, 35 talks about a good man. Come on, out of the, out of the, out of the, out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. So every good thing you want and desire, he said, has already been deposited. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Glory to God. All right. Luke 12, 22. Are you there? Then he said, this, he is Jesus, right? To his disciples. Therefore, I say unto you, do not worry. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. There's a little boy. He got his. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. The little boy says, Everybody asks me, What you got on? How you went? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Jesus said, Don't worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will put on, or, or, or know about your body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Okay, y'all with me on this? Yes, sir. How are we gonna feed five thousand? Jesus Himself knew what He would do. He knew what He would do. I'm just, I'm just testing y'all to see are you learning this here? I know what I'm gonna do. Okay, so don't worry about your life. What you will eat, now when he said what you eat, he's not talking about don't worry about whether you'll eat tacos or hamburgers. He's talking about, he's talking about how you're going to eat. He's talking about how. Worried about how we're going to buy groceries. Y'all been to the grocery store lately? Have y'all been to the grocery store lately? Husbands, don't complain. Do not complain. I'm husband, listen to me. Do not complain. If your wife go to the grocery store and come home and she, you got four little bags, you're like, you spent what? Just praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm just telling you, 
because I found out when I went up in there myself. Lord Jesus, they charging what? Right? But remember now, remember now, God is your supplier. And if you balking, balking over 39 cents because you bought this brand instead of that brand, then don't tell me you're talking about a car and a house and no mansion. Now, I understand how you feel. Don't get me wrong. I understand how you feel. I'm going to tell you what I have learned. Just shut up and give God thanks. Father, I thank you that you supply all of our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about here. When he said, don't worry, single mama, ain't no child support. Don't worry. I've already made your deposit. I ain't got my deposit this month. I already made your deposit. Oh, Jesus, that's good. Ah, that's good right there. I already made your deposit. Everything you could ever need in life, I've already deposited in you. Isn't that what Hagar's problem was? Hagar, when she left, got kicked out of Abraham's house. She complained because the child support ran out. Remember, she, the, the child support ran out. He, she, got, she had a, a you know, lamb, uh, animal skin full of water, and the child, that was child support. It ran out. She crying, oh, don't, don't, no good, no good, no good. Abraham, and then his old wife Sarah, they kicked me out of the house. She crying, and my son about to die. And the Lord said, what? I didn't tell him to lay with me. She told him that was her idea anyway. I mean, you know she went, she went through everything. She went there. Everything you think about, she went there. And an angel showed up. And God opened her eyes while she was crying over water that had run out. He said, there's a well, a well over there. Open your eyes. There's a well all you could ever need. There's a well over there. So if you never get a deposit on the first of the month, God said, I've already put a deposit on the inside of you for all you could ever need for your whole life. Give God a praise about that. all them kids. Them kids expensive. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Shut your mouth and have them kids. Have all the kids you want to. God know how to take care of kids. God know how to take care of children. The Bible said blesses the man whose quiver is full of them. Have as many as you want. I can take care of them. Nobody got a, nobody want to buy that milk. I gave you milk. I gave you milk. Yeah. 
it's already deposited in you. And when you need it, it's available. That's just how your money is. I deposit it in you, and when you need it, it's already available. You, you know the Bible calls God El Shaddai? You know El Shaddai means the all-breasted one? I can't even tell you. He's the all-breasted one, the all-sufficient one. Everything you need, he already has. So don't worry about what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. What you'll put on. My wife, my wife, she, she, she took, took the kids shopping today. Need to buy a few clothes and everything. She came home saying, you know what, that boy's size, so-and-so, whatever. She's like, boy, that boy, praise God. He's growing. Barry, you know, they, they change sizes every week. There's a new size. But everything we already need. Remember, we grew up, your parents used to say stuff like, man, I'm going to cut your toes off. Y'all remember that? I'm going to cut your them feet, get into them, put some shoe boxes on your feet. You're not going to be buying them shoes all the time. You better slow down. No, God will supply all of our needs. If God can make it where the children of Israel walk through the wilderness all that time and their clothes never wore out and their shoes never wore on their feet. Now you got children who are growing. Supernatural growth on their shoes. God, he had to do something. There was no, no uh, Nike factory, no pelts, no Payless, no nothing. Somehow God had to supply No Allen Edmonds, no nothing. So he says, don't worry about, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Life is more than food, verse 23. And the body is more than clothing. Life is more than food. It means you, you, can I just tell you this? You should, now you gotta, you gotta take this and let the Holy Spirit help you work this out. But you should eat whatever you want to eat. Y'all didn't, didn't hear what I said. You should, you should eat whatever you want to eat. God is going to send Jesus Christ to come get me out of this earth and pull me out. I'm going to float through the sky up to heaven and I can't get a steak every once in a while. No, 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 something wrong with that. A ribeye. Don't worry about that, how you going to eat.
Now you gotta let, let the Holy Spirit lead you on this. You gotta let the Holy Spirit lead you on this because we we got we have to go through training. You understand? We have to go through spiritual training by the Holy Ghost. But you should wear whatever you want to wear. Which means you don't walk in a, you don't limit yourself to certain stores. I, I'm limiting. I don't go in, I don't even go in stores like that. What you mean you don't go in stores like that? What you mean you don't go in stores like that? You just need to go in a place, at least the place ought to smell good. You ought to, you ought to go in a place that smell rich. The carpet clean, they offer, they offer you water or soda or something. a place where they offer you some coffee here. Yeah. Yeah. They have chairs there. Yeah. Chairs with no duct tape on them. I'm talking about good chairs. Yeah. And he, you know what God says? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. See, God said back in the book of Deuteronomy, he said, he said, if you say these nations are greater than us, how can I dispossess them? In other words, if you keep saying I can't afford that, how can I give it to you? Don't, don't worry about that. This, is, this, ain't, this ain't for you to worry about. You're one of my children. Oh man, I'm I'm just, I'm trying to get to I'm a long ways from the meat on here, but I can preach Sunday too, can't I? <clears throat> so life is more than all that. Okay, now let's push this a little, just a few more minutes. He says in verse 24, consider the ravens. Now ravens are scavenger birds. Okay, in other words, there, there will be some, they will be like, I'm like vultures. They just, they don't even get fresh stuff. He says, so consider the ravens. Now watch this, watch this. For they neither sow nor reap. Watch this. They neither sow nor reap. Which have neither storehouse nor barn. They ain't saving nothing. Ravens do not save for a rainy day. Now, let the Holy Spirit teach on this now. I'm, listen, listen, I'm not telling you not to save. I'm not telling you. I'm just talking about Jesus is saying consider the ravens, how they operate. Because he said, I'm about to show you how I want you to operate now. I'm not, he's not telling you don't save. He's not telling you not to sow and reap. He's telling you, I want you, to, want, you, want you to see what I can do for you. He says, these ravens, they don't sow or reap, and they don't have storehouse or barn. And God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? 
So God, now watch this, God feeds them without sowing and reaping. Y'all got to catch this here. The ravens ain't sowing nothing. They ain't sowing no seed. Um, sowing a seed. I'm believing. I'm going to believe for a meal tomorrow. I'm going to believe. Ravens ain't doing that. They eat everything. Now hear me on this here. Because I want you to get past your sowing and reaping. Now, y'all hear me? Hear me? Y'all hear, hear this preacher? I said get past it. I didn't say stop doing it. I said get past it. I didn't say stop doing it. I said get past it. That you don't think that you don't think that 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 God is feeding you because of your sowing and reaping. He said, I don't require the birds of sowing and reaping. I feed them. I feed the birds because I'm responsible for them. So I'm going to feed you because I'm responsible for you. I can increase you without your seed. Now, you got to catch this. Please hear me what I'm saying. Now, we understand the law of seed time and harvest. We understand that seed will bring forth a harvest in your life. But I want you to see that God's care for you, his care for you goes beyond your seed. His love for you goes beyond your seed. I'm a sower and a reaper. My wife and I, our kids, we taught them we're sowers and reapers. But that's not why God takes care of us. He takes care of us because he loves us. He cares about us. Because he said, I'm more valuable to him than the birds. Well, why I got to sow and reap? Because that's the way that you keep an increase going. They don't have storehouse or barn because they don't need it. They never have increase. They only have enough for the day. Now, if you want to live like that, cool. <laughs> but if you want to have more than enough, you got to stay with sowing and reaping. Got it? Now, can I, can I help you on this here? Abraham. Genesis 13, too, Abraham was rich. Amplified said he was extremely rich. Genesis 13, too. But Abraham, never, you never saw where Abraham sold to become rich. You can't find it. But you do read in Genesis 12 where he built an altar. Twice. Sacrificed. He made a sacrifice. But he wasn't sacrificing to get a harvest. He was sacrificing because he was honoring God. 
he got a revelation of honoring God. Are you catching this here? I'm honoring God. And, and remember, he had now uh, crossed over into faith. So his sacrifice, Kirkland, there was a word I was looking for. I was looking for you earlier for church. I was trying to help, try to remember this word, and I know you know it. Uh, company Evolve and Organo Gold, and they use coffee, and they use water, and they put oxygen and things in it, and they called it something that what you, you huh? No, they, they use the coffee simply as something to get the, or they use the water as something to get the oxygen through you. It was a word you all used. Um, It'll come to him. Yeah. In other words, they just, you, they, they just use the... No, that, that's a process. It was a, like a carrier, a, a container, but there was a specific word that they used the water just as a conduit for the, for the oxygen. In other words, you follow what I'm saying? As a way to get the oxygen into you. You understand? Because you can't just take oxygen. You had to, to get in there. You had to, they had to put it in something to get it into you. Got it? So your seed is that same thing for your faith. So when you are sowing, it's not the, the sowing, it's not the seed. Lord, help me say this properly. It's not, it's not just the seed that's bringing the harvest. It's the faith Wrapped in the seed. The seed is the husk for the faith. And when I sow, I'm telling God, I'm putting no trust in this. I'm putting my trust in you. I'm switching from this system I have been on to the divine supply system that you have. Now the birds don't do that. And yet, your heavenly father feeds them. Are you of not much more value than the birds? Of course we are. Of course we are. We're much more valuable than the birds. So you and I have been given a system. We can sow and reap, sow and reap, and we have barns and storehouses. Because we can have plenty more. Vehicle. It's, just a, it's a vehicle. That's, that's the word. That makes sense. A vehicle carries people. So the seed, your seed carries your faith. Y'all got that? Now I'm saying that this is a Wednesday night class at Ivy League school, so y'all can handle this here. Because I'm talking about you getting past your seed. Not getting, getting rid of the seed, but getting past it. That the seed, you operate it as a system as opposed to, uh, uh, oh, I need something. Y'all not catching that. Oh, I'm gambling with my seed. I'm gonna take a chance. Oh, I need, come on, come on, 20, 20 give, me, give me 200. Come on, 20, give me 200. No, God's going to take care of you because he loves you. Because he cares about you. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. 
All right. Uh, when you sow your seed, you're switching systems. You're going from what I heard Dr. Leroy say, from labor to favor. Now I I, I I gotta share this next point with you here, Please. so I can so I can shave. <laughs> now watch what he says here, verse 25. 25. And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to a stature? Huh? He's is a question. He's asking. Which of you? Anybody? 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 Here? Anybody here can worry and make yourself grow? Make yourself increase? He says, now watch verse 26. And this, this is what I highlighted in my Bible a week and a half ago, two weeks when I was going over this. If, then, if you then are not able to do the least, he said growing is the least. Said you can't do that. You can't stand in the mirror and go. Mm. Come on, y'all. You 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 pop a blood vessel somewhere. Mm. Oh, grow, give me five, ten, five, eleven, six. Five. You can't do it. He says that's the least. God's like. That's little. Now, how do you grow? Why, why do you grow? Where, where does the growth come from? Huh? It's inside you. You grow from the inside out. Sunday, okay, we, were, we had a very busy week last week. Right? We were in, we were here every night. We were here every day. Working, getting stuff ready, doing all that kind of stuff. And I just, you know, I'm like, I'm not preaching Wednesday, not preaching Sunday. I just didn't feel like shaving. I was just, you know, I'm, we busy. I'm just, I didn't feel like shaving. So I was just, whatever. So when I came before church Sunday, I said, well, let me, I still don't feel like shaving. Let me just at least shape it up a little bit, you know, line it a little bit so I don't look so bad when I come in here on Sunday. So I get in here on Sunday, and one of the young guys, the teenagers asked me, he said, Pastor, he said, you trying to grow a beard? <laughs> and I said, I said, no, son. You don't try to grow a beard. You let it grow. Y'all better catch what I just said. You better catch what I said. You don't try to grow a beard. You let it grow. You'll get this here by tomorrow. You don't try to grow a beard. You let it grow. You just let it grow. And where is it coming from? Inside. So I don't try to grow it. I just let it. I just, what happened? I just, I let it grow. I didn't cut it off. This time. Now, 
I could go cut it off, go in the back room, cut it off, and come back out here. Guess what it's doing? It's growing. It's growing. Why? It's automatic. You need to catch this in. Everything in the kingdom of God is automatic. Write that down if you need to. Everything in the kingdom of God is automatic. Everything in the kingdom of God is automatic. Everything in the kingdom of God is automatic given the right conditions. Summer, winter, day and night, cold, heat, seed time harvest, trees. You plant a seed out there, it's going to automatically grow. That's, it's, it's, just, it's programmed to do it. It's automatic. It's automatic. You put everything in the right conditions, things are going to automatically happen. So every, every guy in here, right now your beard is growing. Come on now. Am I right about it, men? Some guys, you, you can shave first thing in the morning, shave, shave clean, clean, clean. By 5 o'clock, you have something called a 5 o'clock shadow. Why? Because it's automatic. You don't have to sit there and go, beard, grow. Beard, grow. This is what I imagine when he asked me the question, trying to grow a beard. Beard, grow. Nope. What am I doing? Letting it grow. I'm letting what's on the inside manifest on the outside. Well, how come you had me growing before? I was, I've always been growing a beard. I just kept cutting it off. The moment, it, moment I saw the thing, I was cutting it off. So what happens in prosperity is you have to stop cutting it off. Your wealth is growing from the inside out. You have to stop cutting it off. Your healing is already inside working its way out. You have to stop cutting it off. It's already in there. Remember the, pot, the deposit is already in there? So you just have to, have to stop cutting it off. Now I'm glad y'all, y'all got this. I get to cut this off tonight, tomorrow. Tomorrow, one more night. Whatever you want, baby. If I want. Okay. Sucky, sucky now. All right, I'm going to cut off here. We'll pick this up on Sunday. We'll pick this up on Sunday. Everything you could ever need for life has been deposited in you. Got it? You have to let it grow. Let it come out. Don't cut it off. You cut off financial prosperity by being stingy Come on now. Being cheap by bad confession. I can't afford that. That's too expensive. Yeah, I don't need, nobody need all that. 
You do need that. God knows you need it. That's why he put it in there. That's why he put it in there. Everything you could ever need. So, we'll deal with it Sunday. Because you're going to work it out. So, catch this before you leave. Divine supply is as automatic as growth. It's as automatic as growth. Hair growth, plant growth, grass growth, everything. This is automatic. This is automatic as that. Because everything in God's kingdom is automated, provided the right factors are in place. Okay? You get a chance, just a preview, because he went into verse 27 and said, consider the lilies, how they grow. <laughs> that word grow there means, means to increase and become greater without working at it. <laughs> I said without working at it. Your increase isn't tied to another job. Nothing wrong with a job, right? I'm not, talking, I'm, not, I'm not putting out a job. Nothing wrong with that. I'm talking about your increase isn't tied to that. Your divine, your, your provision isn't tied to anything in this natural world. It comes right up out of here. And when you and I learn, I'm going to say it like this. When you and I learn how to stop, worry frustrates the grace of God. Anxiety frustrates the grace of God so that he cannot do and manifest what he wants to do and manifest in your life. But if we can kill that, then what's on the inside of you is going to manifest on the outside and you're going to be walking around with a full beard, D. Yes, sir. Glenn, you trying to grow a beard? Yes. Chris, Chris, I walked in, Chris saw my beard. He's like, oh, look at you, Pastor. You, we had the same idea. No, I didn't. I ain't had the same idea. I was, I was being lazy. One more night with the frogs, and then tomorrow is, is gone. It's gone. It does? Good. I'm going to keep it one more night then. Y'all stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. This was, this was an illustrative sermon. That's it. That's it. Divine supply. So where's your provision? Ha! How many of y'all ever, ever, ever uh, checked your account and found out some money was in there you didn't know about? Happened this week too? You're like, where that money? Now, did, who, did you put it in there? You didn't even know about it. I mean, somebody else deposited 
any of your account. And God is trying to get us to understand he's already made a deposit in our account. For everything we ever need. It's all supplied by him. Did y'all receive that tonight? Will you just take a moment and give God a praise for that word? Praise God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, don't, don't nobody go out here tripping. That pastor said talking about not working or not sowing or reaping. I ain't saying nothing, nothing, nothing like that. I understand the power of sowing and reaping. I understand the power of even, even the Bible says in all labor there is profit in Proverbs 14. Okay? I'm talking about you, you operating above your labor and that you, you are understanding above even your seed. Okay? Amen. You have a real good dad who knows how to give good things to his children, whose good pleasure it is to give us the kingdom. Amen? Father, thank you tonight for being our good father, our divine supplier, being our El Shaddai, the one who knows how to meet every need, supply every need, above and beyond. Hallelujah, Lord. You are the God who is more than enough. Thank you that, God, you have deposited everything we could ever need for life on the inside of us already. Thank you, Father, that tonight you are teaching us how to see that deposit and learn how to operate according to your will by your kingdom operation, Father, and to be able to bring out and manifest that which you put on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord, that we will never, ever have a financial deficit another day in our lives, nor will our children forever. For the things you have been, the things that, that are secretive belong to you, the things that have been revealed, they belong to us and our children forever. So God, I pray tonight for these, your precious sheep, your people, that we will live from this day forward on divine supply. That God, we will, we will have the rest and the ease and no anxiety about eating how we want to eat, dressing how we want to dress, living how, how, how we want to live, and by that I mean the way you want us to eat, live, and dress. Because this is your desire for us. It's your plan. For us to stand out, be above. You said you'll make us, you'll, you'll, you'll raise us high above all pe peoples of the earth. So thank you, Father, you're doing it. Thank you, Lord. You know how to help us. Uh, That's what you said in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. You said for us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling in verse 12. But in verse 13, you said you work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. So thank you, Lord, for our salvation, for our healing, and our prosperity. You work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. So thank you that it's being done. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor for all the great things that we've learned and received and we will do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Let me excite.